Thank you, everyone, for stopping by the Courageous Truth Podcast. Raising kids in today's culture is hard, but who's standing up for them? Are you? Am I? Am I standing up for my children? Are you standing up for your children? Have I decided to take the full God-given authority over my kids' spiritual development and ideological development? Do I even understand it? Let's take a look at those questions today. Hope to inspire you with God's Word, fill you with hope and inspiration to raise the next generation to be full of righteousness, to be full of hope, and to be ready to stand up against the attack of the enemy on their life. Stay right here for this episode of the Courageous Truth Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Courageous Truth Podcast, where we strive to live courageously through the lens of Scripture and build courageous lives in a world that is driven by fear. Your host is a proud parent, a proud pastor, a proud business owner, and a proud American. Tune in today for your dose of courageous truth. And now, your host, Eric Lundberg. Welcome, everyone, to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I'm very excited that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. As I look back, I think now we have about 20 episodes. It's really exciting. I've been doing this now for a couple months. I've learned a whole lot about sound mixing. I've learned a lot about content. I still have a whole lot to learn. But what I always get back to whenever I look to create another episode or put more content or put more thoughts out, I always go back to the name of the podcast, which is Courageous Truth. And the world today does not like the truth, hates the truth, wants nothing to do with the truth, wants to make up their own truth, wants truth to be fluid, wants truth to be emotions, wants truth to be anything but what is actually real. It's almost like reality is distorted in so many ways. And if we're going to stand up for the truth, if we're going to speak the truth, it is going to take courage to say the word of God, to say what's true. Truth isn't always popular. If you look at Jesus's life, he was constantly condemned for speaking the truth. And in fact, the truth is what brought him to the cross in the first place, for speaking the truth. Truth takes courage. The closer we get to Jesus's return, the more we are going to need courage. As a believer and as a pastor, I believe that I have a responsibility to speak the truth, to inspire others by speaking the truth, and to lead by example and give people ammunition to stand up for the truth. And where I get my truth is from God's word. And as I've been looking, you know, I, I try not, I'm very careful about the news sources that I go to, but I am very I want to see what's going on in the world today because I believe that the world today, and more than any other time in my lifetime, we are seeing a physical manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual realm. And I don't know if it's more or less, but it's definitely more obvious nowadays. And that's why I'm driven to God's word, and that's why I'm driven to speak 
boldly the way I do, even though it might not be popular or people might not want to hear it. But I do believe I have a biblical mandate to speak the truth and to give people ammunition and help open the eyes and provide leadership to other people. And put it in the truth that we speak and the truth that we believe, it will form a biblical ideology. And an ideology in so many ways, very simply put, is just the way we think and the way we perceive the world. And I want to think, live, and breathe the Word of God. Now, I want to talk today about standing up for our children. I'm a father of eight kids. I've been in youth ministry and kids ministry and young adult ministry my entire life. My very first ministry ever was in sixth grade. When I graduated out of kids ministry, I went right back into the preschool and kindergarten department and worked at a ministry for that age, which is probably four, five, and six, called Sun Shine Station. I've been in ministry ever since. But I want to read a verse out of Proverbs chapter 24, which I believe is going to set up everything I want to talk about today. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10, 11, and 12. I'm going to read out of the ESV. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who watch, keeps watch over your soul know it? And will not he repay man according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul, if you find it, there will be future, and your hope will not be cut off. And I read through verse 14 because I was just into the scripture. Verb says, in so many ways, in the day of adversity is not the day to faint. Make sure that your strength is large and strong. We need to rescue those who are being taken off to death. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, we have a generation that is being led to the slaughter, that is being taken away to physical and spiritual and emotional and mental death. And that is the generation, some would say Gen Z, and now there's a new generation forming that hasn't yet had the title yet, but there is a generation that is being led like sheep to the slaughter, and we have got to stand in the gap for them. We have to become intercessors for them. We have to become watchmen for them, and we have to, number one, we have to know the fight they're fighting, and we have to really just we have to come to terms with the fact that we are the gatekeepers of their soul. And I say this after I just read the, the crucifixion story to my four-year-old and my seven-year-old. Because I need to be courageous with the truth in their lives and make sure that they know it. When I get back from the break, I want to break down a couple thoughts. I want to I have a couple clips that I want to show you so you understand what we're up against. And I'm going to speak very carefully because I want to be inspiring. I don't want to be discouraging. But the battle we are in is real and intense. And we cannot be apathetic towards it. And I hope by the end of this 
episode today, you were inspired and equipped to take a courageous stand for the truth on behalf of your children and the children in your lives. Stay tuned. I will be right back. This is just a reminder to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate your support here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Your subscription helps me to know how to create greater content and better serve you, my listener. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button right now. And I'm back. Along the lines of standing up for our children, I and as we get into this thought, I want to read one of my most cherished scriptures in the entire Bible, and that is out of Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. The Word of God says this in the ESV version, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. I love that, the way, the wording, because as we know, when John the Baptist showed up on the scene, it stirred up the spiritual principalities, the religious principalities in the region and in the world, and we just saw such an an attack against this new movement called the way, this new movement of water baptism, this new idea that God was fulfilling his promise to forgive sins once and for all. I'm going to read this scripture now in the Passion Translation, and I want you to just consider the words. From the moment John stepped onto the scene until now, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth, and passionate people have taken a hold of its power. And I believe that I, I, when I read Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and it talks about there's a time for this and a time for that, and it talks about, you know, there's a time for peace and there's a time for war. Now, we are called to live quiet and peaceful lives, but at the same time, there is a time for war. There is a time for spiritual battle, and there's a time when the spiritual battle almost congregates and takes place in the physical realm. And what I'm talking about, we need to engage in the battle on the plane of our children, and we need to fight spiritually in the physical realm. And here's what I mean by that. There's a massive movement going on right now across school boards all over the nation. There is a movement of parents that are rising up and that are standing up against school boards and teachers' unions for some of the insane and, dare I say, abusive types of education and mandates and restrictions that are on their children. The comprehensive sex education, I have a podcast about that. You scroll through, you can read that. Or, I'm sorry, listen to that podcast. Also, critical race theory is a big one. Also, I have a podcast on that, I believe from about a month ago, and I break down where that came from. The mask mandate, the, the, the vaccine mandates, and all these things. And I'm not saying masks are good or bad. I never wore a mask. I refused to wear a mask. I was civilly disobedient, and I'm not going to lie about that. Nor am I really going to apologize about that. That's just the stance that I chose to take. And I will not get a, the vaccine. It might be the best thing for 
some of you out there, but for me, it's not. Um, if it wasn't ma- mandated, there would be no issue. But since it is, there's, there's a big issue there. What we need to do is we need to begin to understand that p- as parents, we have authority and power given to us by God over who is influencing and instructing our kids. And it is okay to put pressure on those who are doing the teaching and instructing and influencing. And there's a good way to do it, but there comes a time where you have to be forceful when it comes to your kids. Now, personally, my wife and I removed our children from public school because we listened, honestly, we just felt convicted. And once we heard a clip that I'm gonna play for you right now, from a man named Pastor Vadi Bachman. I'm going to play this clip right now, and he's going to make some statements, and then I'm going to comment on them, but this is what really brought us to a point of conviction. I'm going to play that clip right now. Ninety percent of Christians allow our government to educate their children. We are losing somewhere between 70 and 88 percent of our children by the end of their freshman year in college. That's the children of evangelicals. Somewhere between 70 and 88 percent of them have nothing to do with spiritual things by the end of their freshman year in college. Now, let me give you the easy answer before we go into a more detailed answer. The easy answer is this. If we continue to send our children to Caesar for their education, we need to stop being surprised when they come home as Romans. Luke chapter 6 and verse 40. A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. From K through 12, children spend 14,000 seat hours in school. Let me say that again. 14,000 seat hours in school. The average Christian family spends less than 30 minutes per week discussing spiritual matters. Parents who think that a few conversations centered around, what did you learn today, need to be honest about the usual answer to that question, which is nothing. Why? Because the system wants you to be a slave. I'm a free man. My children are mine, not wards of the state. The government has no jurisdiction over my children. And I love the way he worded that. I love the way he he put that. We can't send our kids to Caesar and then be surprised when they come back like Romans. Now, one thing I want to say, not, and, and maybe some of you listening, not everyone has the option of pulling their kids out of public school. And I am extremely aware of that. I really am. And I understand some of you who may be listening, you might be public school teachers and spirit-filled, God-fearing teachers, and you're in a very difficult position. And I pray for you. and. You're right where God wants you. And that's where I'm going to stop this episode this week. I'm going to come back next week and drop the second part of this episode because I believe it's a long one that I want to make sure that I thoroughly discuss. As a father of eight children, as a pastor of teens and children, I want to make sure to talk about these things thoroughly so that we end on a note of hope, a note of inspiration, and a note of courage. So thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast this week. I'm going to hit the outro. Tune in next week for part two of Stand Up for Your Children.
Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. Our prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your family, your community, your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stand for truth in a world that is completely abandoned. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Remember, truth requires courage.